630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We are in St. Paul, Minnesota, hour number two, Oilers Now, game night, the Oilers in the wild tonight, still to come on today's show, second hour of the show. Uh, we will hear from Connor McDavid, Zach Parise, along with uh, Mike Greenlay, who is the Minnesota Wild television analyst, and Alan May, Edmonton area product, Washington Capitals TV analyst as well. Uh, this is uh, Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, Canada's largest Canon dealership, where their main goal is to save you time and money and provide true Alberta service. Check them out at digitex.ca. Digitex now has a massive supplies division where you can find paper and supplies for all brands of office equipment. You can email us at oilersnow at 630chat.com. It's presented by Homes by Abbey. We are on Twitter at Oilers Now. My personal Twitter handle is Bob underscore Stopper. And you can text us at 630-630. Lots of text, tweets, and emails coming in on Darnell Nurse. And that's where we're going to go next in our Around the NHL segment brought to you by World Floor Covering. Stressing about stains and accidents on your carpet is a thing of the past with Lifeguard Waterproof Carpet Backing from Shaw Floors. If you have pets and kids, be confident that your home is clean and fresh with Lifeguard Carpet from Shaw Floors. For details, visit worldfloorcoverings.com. Now offering air miles, reward miles. All right, we go around the NHL to Washington, D.C., the Washington Capitals, the best team in the Eastern Conference, with an Edmonton area product, a hard hitter at that, Alan May. Al, how you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, thank you for uh, doing the show. Before we get to the Capitals stuff, uh, you know, they've played a couple big games out west here, late against L.A. and Anaheim, but... Uh, I know, you know, you grew up an Oilers fan. You keep an eye on the Edmonton Oilers. We've talked a lot in the past about what the Oilers needed to do, and there's a lot of things that need to be done for them to become an elite team. But, uh, you know, I, I know you've expressed in the past that you thought the Oilers weren't tough enough. They're a little bit soft. So on that note, what did you think of uh, Darnell Nurse? And, I mean, he ultimately got the three-game suspension, but maybe what transpired the other night against San Jose. Well, what what I what I liked about Darnell Nurse the other night is he was sticking up for his entire team, and, and I may be wrong. He's one of the two youngest players on the team, and I just thought the amount of liberties that Roman Pollock took out on the ice on different Edmonton Oilers, and, and no one really did anything, and he went and set the tone. He went and set the record straight. And I think he sent a message to the entire National Hockey League that you're not allowed to do this to our team, and you're not allowed to take liberties on McDavid, Everly, Taylor Hall, even a guy like Matt Hendricks. And I thought it was outstanding what he did. Uh, you know, late in the game, the one thing you have to worry about is instigator uh, in the last 10 minutes. Otherwise, you get tossed and get the game misconduct. But I was completely shocked that, you know, the league doesn't – the referees aren't held accountable now. So I, I like what Darnell Nurse did. Uh, I, I think that's the right direction for the Oilers. You have to add bigger, tougher players that can go with your blended uh, – you know, blend them in with your skill players. And, you know, picking up a guy like Pat Maroon and, and the different players they've acquired lately, I think it's better for the future of the team, the outlook. But, but the other side of it is it, it bothers me that the referees aren't making calls in-game and the league is coming down – and making calls, adding an instigator, and adding an aggressor. The referees on the ice didn't do it the other night. We have two guys with armbands on now that can call penalties, and they didn't call anything. And then the three-game suspension, uh, I'm in total disagreement with. I get the one game if they want to add an instigator, but I still 
am against them calling everything from, you know, Toronto or New York or wherever they are. And, you know, they've got two refs. Do we even need refs anymore if this is going to continue to happen? Maybe we just need linesmen to drop the puck. Well, and okay, and on that note, I mean, the referees are supposed to have a feel for the game. And did they have a feel for the game by how they adjudicated on the ice, by not giving them an instigator? They said, you know, because you brought something up here that not a lot of people have hit on. Roman Polak, and I said he plays a heavy, firm game. And the translation is... He does take some, you know, he leans on guys, and, and he takes his opportunities to pound guys when he gets a chance. And did the officials sit there and say, all right, well, whatever happened with Henricks, there were other, you know, he was involved and engaged earlier. Maybe the, should we interpret it that the referees didn't really have a problem with what happened there with Nurse? Well, you know, what I look at is they made a call on Roman Pollock losing a fight, and Am I wrong? Were both of his gloves off at the end of it? You know, he was he was engaged, looked like he was going to get involved. And Roman Pollock's a guy that does this night in and night out, and I've always wondered why more guys don't go after him. Because he does the, the Adam Foot forearm smash high in the back when the guys are facing the boards, does a ton of cross-checks high in the boards from behind. And, you know, he doesn't have to answer enough. And so, you know, if the league is saying basically they said with what Darnell Nurse said he was the aggressor, well, isn't that what we, we were – players were policing the game before. We didn't have the high hits. You didn't have guys jumping in other players' heads. You, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm a little too old school, but, but I think the direction they're going is we're getting more players injured by them continually changing the rules to appease mainstream media. And, you know, I, I, I'm still against that. I, I thought they went overboard when they changed all the obstruction penalties. I thought – the, the one penalty they should have added was, was the can opener, sticking your stick between a player's legs. The New Jersey Devils did so well, and you couldn't skate around the ice. Maybe just add one rule at a time instead of, like, blanketing everything in the game. And, and you know, you used to hook a player to hit him. Now you got to basically T-bone him as a player runs a red light. And that's, you know, that's where these injuries are coming from. And, and then, then the stick penalties, guys, used to get their arms up to protect themselves. Now players aren't being held accountable to protect themselves, and you're seeing hits from behind and overreactions on any big hit. All right. We're joined right now by Al May. Al, I mean, you willed yourself to an NHL career, and you did, uh, you know, you did the nasty work. You fought in your career. That's part of your repertoire as a player. Um, and I, as a guy who fought and engaged, did you know when it was coming sometimes? Like, did you, because I'm looking at Polak in that situation, and the impression that the league's saying is, well, you know, he was caught off guard, he wasn't ready. Look, I, and then we've, we've actually got people, if you can believe this, Al, that are texting the show saying, well, Nurse better, you know, Nurse better watch it because the next time they play Polak, you know, he didn't straighten up and, and he didn't look him square in the eye and say, let's do this. I, first of all, I don't think Darnell Nurse is going to be sweating Roman Polak, number one, in a fight. Number two, do you not, does a player not kind of know when there might be a little bit of heat coming his way on the ice? Well, that, that's where the game's changed. Guys are getting away with, like, playing a rap style of game and, you know, throw, delivering cheap shots and, and, you know, things that are over the top, and they're not having to answer to it, and they're getting through games, and there's a lot of teams out there who don't have guys like Darnell Nurse and Matt Hendricks and players that'll Zach Cash and players that'll make you play an honest game. And you know, I, I know it's changed, and every era is different. It's hard to compare compare players from era to era. But all I know is that you know, when you had a guy like Dave Brown, whether he was in Philadelphia or in Edmonton or San Jose, wherever he played, 
there weren't a whole lot of running running guys from behind, and there weren't too many errant sticks that hit anyone in the face, and there certainly wasn't anyone jumping up and, and labeling a guy in the face. That just didn't happen. And I think that deterrent kept the game safer. And there were guys, and you know, now everyone's saying they wish they wouldn't have done those things and gotten in fights. But you know what? I honestly believe that the game was safer, minus a few incidents. You know, it was fine that they got rid of the bench clearing brawl and the five on fives all the time. But you know, once they added the instigator call, the game became for the rats. And there's a lot of guys who have made millions of dollars in the past and now in the present that you know went out there and did these hits from behind, then took dives, and, you know, they were just all, all over the game. They go statless all season as far as goals and assists. So, you know, they're getting kind of what they asked for. And Roman Polak has done this so many times, he's never had to answer to it. So yeah, I actually think he was surprised the other night that someone finally took him to task for the way that he plays. Yeah, he, uh, and we should mention that Polak uh, did a number in Justin Brown when uh, he was with St. Louis. In fact, Ken Hitchcock actually was stated as saying, you don't want to open up the Roman Polak door, okay? Uh, he worked over Justin Braun, and then the next year at the start of the season, New Jersey went into St. Louis, and Ryan Clough had left San Jose, and he tuned uh, Roman Polak. And you can see afterwards something was said, and I have a feeling it had to do with what happened in the playoffs. And Polak went after Victor Stahlberg, who's not a fighter. Uh, Kyle Clifford uh, filled him in one time pretty bad, too. We're joined by Alan May. Al, you tell me, when something like that happens in today, do you, do you think players around the league would, would be talking about what Nurse did on other teams? No, I, actually, yeah, every, everyone will get a load of you know what he did. And if they, if they didn't see it watching that game, I'm sure it comes across their Twitter feeds, and then they watch it and they go – they see what preceded it, and you know, it, it, you know, a lot of guys that I played with and against, and guys that I'm friends with now that still work with different teams, they were laughing at Polak just laying on the ice, just you know, let, letting it happen. And you know, not to make fun of the injury or anything, but you know, whatever happened to getting up and, and uh, voicing your displeasure, you know, w- you know, like yelling back at the other guy or telling them that you're you're going to get him next time. Or keep your head up, but you know that that didn't even cross his mind and didn't happen. And I, I thought that was probably the most comical thing of the night. But you know, I, I just have a hard time with all you know the league always making these after calls. I look at the Ryan Reeves incident last night uh, on a perfect hit, and he gets yeah. five and, and tossed. And you look at that, and then the league has to come back today and rescind it. And I saw an argument on one referee, former referee, sticking up for O'Halloran, who made the call saying, well, he had a bad angle and he just saw the optics of it. He saw a guy fly up in the air. He saw his head snap back. Well, the only argument I have for that was, what was the other referee looking at now that there's two of them? And uh, it just blows my mind that this is happening. And every night there's some type of incident that the league is looking at that wasn't called in the game. Yeah, you know, Dave Brown was, you mentioned Dave Brown, cold-blooded assassin, and people say, well, wait a sec here, he used a stick one time, and, and that was on Thomas Sandstrom, but that was because Sandstrom was never going to fight him. I mean, it well, was a bad you know, I, and, and I, I did think that was over the top, but there was a guy that was a pure rat when he played. There was a guy that broke his stick on a lot of guys by spearing them in the groin in the midsection, and, and no one ever made him pay. And his game completely changed after that that you know he didn't do it to the degree that he was doing those things and and, and I thought that was probably one of the most vicious things I've ever seen in the National Hockey League yep. and and I wonder why they never bring that video back when they're talking about it but Dave didn't need to do that because there's a lot of other things he could do but I think he sent a message to every rat in the league 
uh, you, you can't be doing that to the Philadelphia Flyers or the Edmonton Oilers, whatever team Dave Brown's on. That stuff's just not going to happen. We're joined by Al May, longtime NHLer. He's a broadcaster for the Washington Capitals. Al, let's switch focus to your team, the beasts of the East this year. There's no question about that. They're the you know the best team in the NHL, but they had a, t- a tough Western road trip. They get Anaheim and uh, LA back to back, and I, I'm going to guess you've liked what you've seen so far. Well, yeah, I, I liked what I saw in Anaheim uh, a lot. And last night in Los Angeles, I didn't like the way they played for the first 30 to 40 of the game. And, you know, against Los Angeles, you've got to get the, the puck to the net as quick as you can. You've got to play the game down low because if, if you try to play a high game in their zone, passing back to your D, the pucks don't get to the front of the net. If you're going back up the boards, they're going to strip you of the puck. And, you know, by the time they figured it out, they were able to make a game of it. And uh, then they lost in overtime on a bad line change. And, you know, L.A.'s really good at playing a physical game. You know that you have to mimic their style because if you try to play a soft finesse speed game, it's not going to work. And, you know, the proof is in the pudding of, as what they did to the Boston Bruins about two to three weeks ago. They went in there and put up nine goals and on 57 shots as a visiting team. So they shoot the puck from everywhere. They battle your heart in front of the net. And I, I thought a good lesson learned last night by the Capitals in losing in overtime was that you're going to have to play grittier down-low game to beat the team. You know, and you can't get ahead of themselves in the thinking they're going to be in the finals. They've got to still win the first round and win four games in the first round. But I think the right or, or, or a very good way to play hockey, in my opinion, is how the L.A. Kings do it. And they play maybe the, the simplest game in the National Hockey League but everyone's on the same page. It's a lot of physical sacrifice, a lot of determination. And uh, they beat the Caps on that last night, but the Caps have beaten them at the same type of game about uh, a month ago here in D.C. So, you know, those games, uh, the Anaheim, the L.A. games have been outstanding uh, as far as Caps fans are concerned. And now they've got to go in Saturday night and, and try to pay back San Jose for a 5 nothing beatdown early on in the season. And I have a feeling they're going to go in there and play a drastically different game than they did here in October. Well, for whatever reason, Al, this year the Sharks are better at, on the road. They're, I mean, they got 25 road wins already this season, but they've only got 12 wins at home. It's kind of a bizarre statistic. They've had a good year. Peter DeBoer's done a really good job. Uh, who do you, uh, as you know, putting on your league wide cap just to wrap up, Al, Al May joining us. He's uh, Washington Capitals TV analyst, longtime NHLer, played in the Western Hockey League growing up. Uh, of Chicago, Anaheim, LA, and, and say San Jose. Uh, who do you see as the four best teams in the in the Western Conference? Well, you know what? I love the way the the LA Kings play, and Anaheim. Now that they're you know Bruce Boudreaux's got some coaching help there, you know he always had a weakness without the puck. I really like what Anaheim's doing. Uh, they're clogging up the middle of the ice. They're playing solid defense. They're still creating their offense. Uh, they had the, you know I, it's amazing how far they've come, but. And it took that coaching staff, I think, getting on board with each other to get the team turned around. And I think once the coaches really started to work together and once Bruce started to trust those guys a lot more, they've had a drastic turnaround. And I think the Ducks are going to be very dangerous in the playoffs. And, you know, the L.A. Kings, I can't discount anything they do. But I look at Anaheim, I think they could take them in the playoffs. And then Chicago, I think there's no doubt that they're still the cream of the crop on the other side. And Someone that's not getting a, a lot of attention, maybe because their coach is never happy with anything he sees, is the St. Louis Blues uh, are a very hard team and difficult team to play with. And they're always 
kind of maimed by injury to their, their top skill players. But as they get players back, and I think they need to lean more on that skill in the playoffs, especially if they play a Dallas or a Chicago in the first round, they're, they're going to be, if they use their skill, I think they're going to be uh, tougher to play against than the Dallas Stars because I think Dallas still has a ton of holes in their game. But if you were to ask me, it's Chicago, St. Louis, L.A., and Anaheim as the four best teams, and it should be those teams that are playing in the second round. And then, you know, whoever's unscathed with injury should be able to come out as the conference champ. Great stuff, Alan. Let's do this again, okay? All right. Take care, man. All right, that's Alan May. It is 12, uh, 1.22 at Edmonton. want to mention that some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, the right choice for a celebration for the census with three convenient locations to serve you, Northgate, Downtown, and Southside. 1.23 at Edmonton, back with Connor McDavid on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Edmonton. Man, we got some response here to Alan May's appearance on Oilers Now. Andrew D. says, Al May is saying it perfect. Great interview. Another text coming in saying, great caller. Uh, let's make this regular... Uh, Let's make this. Let's make Al May a regular on Fridays. Uh, he's bringing the heat. <laughs> you can text us at six thirty, six thirty. Tweet us at Oilers now. Uh, hey Bob, totally think Darnell Nurse did the right thing. How many years of our best players been on the receiving end of some of these rat plays? We had nobody to retaliate. Time these guys learn not to mess with our best. So there is a range of the responses. And ironically enough, Tofer Allen disagreed with uh, Al May's perspective on life. Uh, I do want to mention some guests. Owners now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, the right choice for a celebration for the census with three convenient locations to serve you, Northgate, Downtown, and Southside. And by the way, have you ever been to the Coldale Arena? ATB Financial has. That's where they surprise young head coach Colby Stone and ATB Home Ice Hero with $5,000. Watch Colby's story at atb.com backslash home ice. Off to a 630 Jed News weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We will get to Connor McDavid and Zach Parise, Mike Greenlay as well on orders now.